is, ladies and gents. It's Monday, and I am pumped. Man, if I could just make the right choices every single day to achieve the greatest results, I would be in a much better situation than I am today. Sound familiar? Well, if that's you, then you're going to want to tune in today because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. <laughs> yeah, it is time, Ham. Drop that. It is time. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www www.businessbros.biz to schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today has been entertaining people all over the country for years, all over the world, really. He's been on America's Got Talent, has performed with Penn & Teller, was featured on Howard Stern, hung out with Howie Mandel and Heidi Klum, and has even consulted with Chris Angel. To say the least, our guest knows all about world-class engagement. Over the years, he's connected with the world's best thinkers, speakers, and doers across industries and built his reputation as a world-famous mentalist. Transitioning from the stage to business, our guest uses communication and psychology techniques to teach people how to effectively build relationships, and he heads an international consulting company focused on helping the right people get connected with the right opportunities. Man, I cannot wait to hear this story. Joining us today from the Hellstrom Group out of Chicago, Illinois, a speaker, writer, and consultant to Fortune 500 executives, welcome to the show, Jonathan Pritchard! Well, the audience sort of hung on that one. <laughs> Jonathan, what do you think, man? How are you, oh. how are you enjoying the business bros two and a half minutes in? Dude, with an intro like that, I better not suck. That was amazing. <laughs> I got I to really pull my weight here. That is incredible. All right. All right I, hand, I handed you the winner. Just, just don't drop the ball. You're good. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All right, Jonathan, I, I want to know a little bit about that magnificent resume you've had. You've worked with some extremely famous people on some great sounding projects. Uh, take me back to your humble beginnings, dude. How do you go from uh, nobody, you know, being born, nobody knows who you are, to all of a sudden working with some of the greats in life? It was not a short process. I grew up as a super shy kid. Everybody thinks I'm I'm extroverted, but I'm actually super introverted and shy. And then growing up, I realized that was not a winning combination. <laughs> it seems to be the people who could speak up for what they wanted tended to get it. So even though I prefer to be by myself, that's not how I get paid. So I learned outgoing behaviors and I met mentors who taught me how to get out of my shell. Mainly that was through learning how to juggle knives when I was 13 years old, hammer nails up my nose when I was 15, eating fire when I was 18 years old. They taught me how to perform 
So that wasn't me on stage. That was the character saying the script, doing the things that my mentors taught me how to do. So that was really easy. And I got paid 200 bucks as a 13-year-old kid to entertain a company summer picnic. I was like, well, that was easy. Let me just keep doing that. And that was technically the beginning of my corporate side of of helping companies connect to their employees, to their customers, their clients, all that kind of all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I say hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the same thing. So so the secret to success, ladies and gentlemen, is to learn how to eat fire and uh hammer nails up your nose. That's it. That's it. That's the end of the show. That's all we need to do, right, John? Then we can do that. We're good. We're set. Well, it is a unique skill set that is not crowded, right? <laughs> like you, you niche down, man, far enough. You're the only person who could be you, and then you're getting paid to be awesome. Like that's that's a pretty solid strategy. Ain't no thing like me, except me. And you got exactly. and you got that thing down packed. Okay, okay. So so you learned a skill. I think I think uh, you know based on what you're describing there. You know you you kind of mentioned the character and the person being on stage, and the thing about that is. Isn't that what we end up doing in life anyways? Like whatever it is that you get to do in business, you really are trying to learn a script from somebody who's already been successful at it. And if you can learn that script and make it your own, that's the key to success. Hey, Jessica, how you doing? Right, right. Hey, hey, Jessica. Great to see you. So yeah, basically the the long story short is when you have your script, you have a straight line from start to finish of exactly knowing what to do, how you're going to get there and what the final effect is going to be. And then you've got the freedom when something happens in the middle of your show, something fun happens. It's because you've got your script that you can wander off the path, have a little detour, have fun, and then know how to get right back on track. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that path, you're just out in the jungle wandering around. And to the point of having your character defined, your onstage character is the best version of you without any of the distractions added in. And that's kind of what you want in life, which is the best version of you with all the negative stuff not included. So your life is the process of getting rid of the stuff that doesn't work for you, that is actively bad. And then what's left is the awesome version of you and then dial that up to 11 when you need to. I think he's wonderful. Yeah, I think he's wonderful too. Are you are you talking about the uh professional persona that you want to put out there? What's up, mama? Uh or are you talking about like developing the 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 greater you? What's up, Posh? I'm 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 like the reason why I'm asking this is you know, there's a lot of people who drop what they're doing and follow a passion or decide to go headfirst into a business. Uh and they don't really realize that it's not really the end result. The end result is is great and we want to get there, but it's the process of becoming that person who can achieve that end result. That's really where the journey is. And I think when you're talking about that persona on stage, that perfect, you know, where you're taking out all the crap and kind of just building up that personality trait, isn't that the process? Big picture, I think that there is no separating the personal you and the business you. You are you, and how you show up anywhere is how you show up everywhere. So why not be awesome in as many different dimensions as you can? Because the more you try to compartmentalize and separate, the more disintegrated your life becomes, and you're going to just wind up being exhausted trying to maintain this separate life and that separate life. I've had a, I've had a stage name. I know exactly how that works. It's exhausting. 
you've got some people who know you by this name. You've got some people that know you by that name. And then when they meet, it's really confusing. Then you got a lot to explain. So that that's a huge deal. On the other side of things is I'm not one of those people that encourages people to go follow their passion, to quit their job today and then go all in, burn the boats and there, there's no going back because you already have full control of your time. You already have full time freedom. You just have the best strategy for making use of that free time. And the best way you know how to monetize it is by going to work, by having that job. If you made more money, if from your time by running a business, you would have kind of already been doing that by now. So the fact that you quit your job to maximize your time, you haven't developed the skills to maximize the value of that time. So don't quit your job. Use your job to pay the bills, to have stability so that you can focus on cultivating other skill sets. And that's your side hustle. And even, I hate the word hustle, too, because I, I don't care how much you're hustling. I want to know how smart you're being. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you could you could be hustling by moving stuff with a wheelbarrow or not even do that job in the first place and go get paid to be a copywriter. Right. Like so I, I'm not a hustle bro either. It's just like learn valuable skills to maximize your time. That's how you leverage your freedom. I heard good at something, never do it for free. That's absolutely right. I heard it said that you can't really manage time. Time will continue to tick on. You can't really manage it. What you can manage is the activities that you do. So you do, so the things that you do with the time that we have on this planet, that's where you're going to get the most effective. Uh, and I uh, and when when you're talking about, you know, people not quitting their jobs and going to that 8 to 5, the other side of managing those activities is the motivation to do so. Right. Like, you know, you're, you're right. Not, you know, quitting your job and following your passion, not the best thing for, for everybody. For some, for a few, it's, it's really good. Right. They need to burn the ships. But for others, having that stability is important. But having that stability also takes away from that motivation. Right. Like, I, I can put it off till later because I don't have to do it now. I don't have to get, you know, develop this thing or, or put to market this widget or whatever the situation is. So we procrastinate on these things. You know, what is what is something that we can do in our day to day to kind of to, to refocus in? Because maybe it's not a passion, but it could lead to the accessibility of more time. It could lead to that additional income stream. It could lead to these other things if we just put our, you know, I guess the hustle on a little bit because you do kind of got to push past the eight to five. Right. Right. And motivation is an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a response to a particular set of circumstances. And I don't know what great thing has ever been achieved because you felt like it. Mm. Motivation is the worst strategy for accomplishing great things, for accomplishing long-term projects, for making your long-term focus a reality. So I, I am fundamentally opposed to a lot of motivational speakers who get paid to make people feel motivated, but don't actually give them skill sets or tools that they can use to accomplish outcomes. So you won't ever hear me spouting, you need more motivation, because that's a real easy way to blame the victim. Oh, you just didn't feel motivated enough. It wasn't that my system doesn't work. It's because you didn't feel like it. So I don't think motivation is good for results. Results get you motivated and effective strategies 
are what get you those results. And that's what encourages you to keep going. So, so that's why I'm never going to blame people because you didn't feel like it. You either did or you didn't want to do the thing. And the quality of the strategies you used to create the outcomes you wanted, that's what you should be judging success by. So it's that most people use ineffective strategies to accomplish the outcomes that they wanted. And that's what they say is, oh, I, I didn't have enough motivation. You could have an infinite amount of motivation, but if you're using a strategy that is just incompetent, you're never going to get the results no matter how you feel about it. So I, I just completely sidestep the motivation issue and say it's a strategy quality issue. And how willing are you to sit down and work on those strategies? That's the most valuable way to focus. Losers always whine about their best. That's damn right, right? So, so okay. So, I, I, I'm, I'm on, a, I'm on board with you. It does take the action. It does take the, the results that are going to drive that motivation. Um, what about finding that mentor? Finding somebody that's going to help you get there to develop these strategies, right? Because you can figure it out on your own. But that's a lot of holes to be stepping in, a lot of mistakes to make when there are other people who have already successfully done something that you want to achieve. So how did you go from, you know, hammering nails in your nose to actually turning into something that was viable, something that was like, you know, you were making good money past the age of 13 and, and making something of yourself? Be coachable. That really is the the rock solid bottom of it, which is awesome people want to know and work with awesome people and you may not be awesome but at least show them you can be awesome and that their time isn't going to be wasted by them sharing everything that they know so you have to be valuable to them and i don't just mean in dollars it's an equal exchange of value for value because a lot of people who are great at what they do just want they desperately just want one person who could get it. But everybody that they've seen so far, there's no way that, that they're going to show them everything on how to make a million dollars because what have you done with the five bucks you got? So what what's going to show me that you'll do better with my million than you will with your five? Mm. So being coachable is the first the first step in a way that i like to explain what that looks like is when i do the entertainment side of what i do where i'm on stage in front of 3000 people at a at a conference as a keynote speaker whatever i'm doing my demonstrations of mind to mind communication influence these impossible things people come up to me afterwards and they go tell me how you did that I'm like okay that was a request for coaching that was a request for mentorship. Tell me how you did that. I'll tell you how I did it. Very well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You enjoyed the show. Great, great. So that that kind of you owe me an explanation because I demand it. Yeah, I don't think so. Nope. Then there are people who go, you know, I've really been interested in mentalism in whatever it is that you do. Can you teach me? Well, that's better. Then I'm going to come back with, so what have you learned already? What books have you read? What have you tried? What, what interest do you have? And they go, oh, I haven't read anything. I've just always really wanted to. I now know that that's their polite way of trying to be relatable to me. Not that they're actually interested. Because if you were interested, 
before my show, you would have done something by now. Mm -hmm. So I go, well, if you're interested, check out this book and this book and that book will be perfect for you. That's that's the best starter to, to do it. Nobody ever follows up. Nobody ever buys the book. Nobody ever says, oh, I bought the book. And then it, uh, it was awesome, right? Like almost nobody. So that's the second level. The third one is, oh, I love mentalism. You are amazing. I had no clue it could be that amazing. Like I've read this book and that book. This is my favorite thing that I've tried, but my friends could always tell what I was doing. So I, I don't know. Good luck shutting me up. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to I'm going to do the rest of the autograph line then that guy and I are going to go out to a diner and hang out for 3 hours talking shop. So demonstrating interest and even the smallest bit of competence at whatever it is that the mentor you want does that that can go a long way to making you seem coachable to that person. Then when they coach you, don't argue with them. They're the master here. They know what what is. You don't. You're not there to show how smart you are. You're not there to, well, have you ever considered doing it this way? Nope. You're there to shut up, listen, have them impart their wisdom, go execute it 50 times before you, <laughs> before you start arguing. And then on time seven, you realize what a genius they are. So then you just shut up and execute and suddenly you're you're getting what they've been getting for 50 years. It's It's awesome. Well, I love I love how you laid that out too because the value there didn't even come. I mean, you literally described a scenario where the value isn't monetary. The value was you took the time to learn about somebody else's craft. You did a little bit of due diligence. You did your homework. You know that thing that every single student hates to do? That's what exactly that you you you're talking about that was admired by the mentor, right? Because they don't want to correct me if I'm wrong, but you just don't want to waste your time. You want to talk about the things that you're doing. You want to show other people what it is that you're you're up to and how well you're doing it and all these cool things and maybe even bounce ideas off them. They're just not at the level that you are. Is that correct? Exactly. Because what I know, what I've done, uh, I grew up in a, a trailer in a dirt road trailer park in the mountains of North Carolina. And now I travel the world getting paid by some of the world's biggest companies to train their people. How do you go from there to there? That's some pretty valuable mental technology, right? Like that's phenomenal. Why in the world am I going to take time that I could be spending helping a business which helps millions of people or am I going to spend that hour arguing with this person who's going to tell me why what I do is wrong? Hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to argue with that one person or I'm going to help this company that helps millions of people. Cost-benefit analysis, I don't have time for haters. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you. Not worth it. Mm. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, again, there's only so much time in the day, and you want to be as productive as possible. You get more out of working with that company that's going to pay you than you do with that person, plain and simple. And I, and I also know that that company is going to better the lives of every employee there because that's how every employee pays the bills. I know that company is going to help every customer because they're getting the best quality product for the lowest price, which means that their money is going to go farther, and that's how they take care of their family. I know the CEO is going to be better off because those profits are going to be greater. So with my help, millions of people's lives are better off through the long-term success of that company. If 
even if it's just utilitarian, not like setting aside the it's the right thing to do to help people, even if it was just solely a facts and figures, what's the maximum return on my time? Helping people and helping companies is the only way that that it makes sense. Mm. So let's talk about how you do that. So prior to the show, we were talking about, you know, what, what website should I put at the bottom here? You're doing a number of different things. So tell me a little bit about what you're offering people and how you have those two separate categories. I think, I think of it as a slider. On one end is entertainment, where my clients book me to entertain their audience of trusted audience members, whether it's their VIPs, their employees, their customers, whatever it is, they know that I'm going to knock it out of the park and they're paying me a lot of money for what I do and for what they know I'm not going to do on stage, like hammer nails up my nose. I've, I've given that up, right? So there's the entertainment side. So as an entertainer, anything under the sun you could imagine, I've, I've done that. Um, entertain the troops overseas, like I said, going out for America's Got Talent, all that stuff. Then the other slider is everything I do on stage is applied psychology, showmanship, and just having the the <laughs> motivation to do it, right? Just the gumption to pull this stuff off. Then I teach people all the psychological techniques that are going on on stage and in my own business that they can apply in their own business. So that takes the shape of two-day workshops for any of four topics, which is sales, negotiations, presentations, and influence with integrity. So those are the two-day workshops that I offer to go do training. And on the other side of things, there's trade shows as they're coming back. I'm the guy standing in the booth that's attracting a giant crowd. I entertain them, and then that entertainment pre-qualifies the best leads and then say, if that makes sense to you, go see Carl over there and the sales team. So now they're they're getting three to four times as many leads of a better quality in less time than the normal passive let people come into the booth kind of approach. So it's all about just connecting my client's message to their people for entertainment. It's fun and we appreciate you in training. It's ideas to execute the bottom line. And at trade shows, it's to connect opportunities in that way. Hook, story, and offer each and every time, right? You're grabbing people's attention. You're building the audience. You're pre-qualifying them. You're sending them down the, the sales pipe. What's some practical, tactical things that people can walk away from today's episode and say, look, if I implemented these one or two things, I could grab more attention. I could pre-qualify some more people. And I can turn, you know, maybe increase my sales conversions. Be specific. That's it. And this is a lesson I learned when I was 13 years old because part of juggling knives is I went to Asheville, which was the biggest town near where I grew up, and I would juggle on the sidewalk. And then I would draw a crowd because it was a spectacle, but more people would stop when you go, oh, hey, yeah, you in the white t-shirt. Yeah, don't be shy. Come on over. Check this out. You're going to love this. They know I'm talking to them. Mm -hmm. not just a general anybody who would like to come over and watch a 13-year-old kid juggle fire and knives and and do magic tricks you can come over like no i i know he's talking to me so yeah why not so the more specific you are the more effective the messaging so that takes the shape of at trade shows 
oh, hey, Kim, come on over. We're, we're getting ready to give away a hundred bucks and, and you want you want a hundred bucks? Yeah, come on over. Oh yeah, don't be shy. She's coming over to win a hundred bucks. Yeah, you two in the, the blue shirt. Yeah, come on over. Now you got three people because you're being specific in your copywriting know exactly what your ideal customer is thinking and then write exactly to their situation have you ever felt this way they're like i do feel that way are you dealing with this kind of problem i am dealing with this kind of problem and that way they know you know exactly what they're going through and since you understand my situation i can trust that you understand the right the solution because you understand the problem. Therefore I'm more likely to listen to what it is you're trying to sell me. Hmm. So lay it out, be specific. What about when it comes to emotions or what's important? Like there's, there's companies that might have multiple things. Let's use, you know, something as boring as selling insurance or selling a house. For example, how do I make that? Uh, you know, who's going to buy a house? Anybody who has the money, right? Like how do I get specific enough to like target those kind of people, what kind of what kind of personality traits should I be looking for, or should I be looking in the mirror and kind of you know deciding using my own skills, theories, ideas, feelings? Yeah, yeah. A, a big part of it is to read the minds of the people who have already done business with you. And one of the best ways to read minds, I'm gonna give you the secret right now. Ask people what they're thinking. I know, I know. It's a radical technique. That girl was thinking. But it works. But it really works. The the trick, however, is having them trust you with their honesty. So knowing that they're going to be heard and you're not going to debate them or argue, no, here's why you're wrong to feel this way about what I did for you. That is a bad way to ask for feedback. So being able to ask the right questions to get the right answers and to take emotion out of it so that they know they can give you the truth. Because if they don't trust you, you're not getting their truth. So asking them what it was about working with you that made them finally sign on the dotted line and what was your situation you're going to start to see overlaps of similarities where the details are different, but the situations are the same. And then that starts to give you the outline of the ideal person that you want to focus on. Hmm. And would you say it's a bad thing to go straight after that? Once you've, once you have this general idea, even though it might not be a hundred percent specific, you don't exactly know every single detail about your ideal customer. Would it be okay to just go after them already? Cause I, I feel like once you get to that point, you can definitely get some more feedback as you go along and why wait till the very end and procrastinate and hopefully make a sale someday in the future when you can start doing that today. Perfect is a process, right? Just iterate, 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 get better, get better. And eventually your course corrections will get smaller and smaller. And also identify the the different types of avatars, the different types of personas. There's a, a particular type of person that likes my show better than other folks, but then there's multiple people who will enjoy it. They just don't know it yet. Then there's a percentage of people that no matter what I did, they would not like me at all. So I appeal to each one in their way, not even spend time with the people that aren't going to like me no matter what. So each of those types of person are going to like me for different reasons. So I need to speak to that person their way for their reasons and this person in their way for their reasons. 
and on down the line. So you kind of need at least three approaches for each person, which is brand awareness. They need to know about you. Call to action. Come check me out for these reasons. And then, hey, I noticed you didn't uh, you didn't buy a ticket. You didn't transact. So come on back. Here's your incentive. You've hey, got to hey, walk you each one shirt. of those through. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you in the blue yeah. shirt. You didn't put anything here. Come back. Come back and check it out. That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, I saw you laugh at least once. That's worth at least a dollar. Come on, put it in the hat. There you go. There you go. All right, Jonathan, uh, you're working on a bunch of different things. How can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more, if they want to work with you? And what do you got in store coming up in the future? Let's see. Uh, if you want to get connected, the best, most public place is on Twitter. That's where I'm active all day long. Yep, right right there. Uh, so that's my my handle, Minder Folden. So if you just want to connect socially, that's the place to, to crawl inside my head. If you want to find out more about me, jonathanpritchard.me is my hub of everything. And if you are an HR director or a sales VP guy who wants to train your team, you go to hellstromgroup.com and that explains all the, the training that I do for corporate clients. And uh, I'm spooling up elite.university, which is where I'm going to be sharing a lot of my training and ideas and strategies and techniques and everything for folks that don't work at megacorps who don't have awesome sales directors that are bringing people like me to train them. If you're out in the metaphorical desert and you want to know how to do what I do, that's where I'm sharing everything. I like that metaphorical desert or just quite literally in the desert. If that's where or you're in the at, desert. You know? Yeah. <laughs> literally there, go ahead and hit them up. Jonathan, thank you very much for taking time. And what, what, what do you got planned here in, in the future? You've done quite some amazing things already. What, I mean, everybody wants to level up when they get to a certain level. What's next for you? I don't even know. Well, I, I just got married. So that was kind of a, a neat level up. So, you know, working on that that uh, personal dimension of my life has, seems to be going w really well. Well, congratulations. Another one bites the dust, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've, I've been uh, my parents have been married uh, 40 years today. today. Actually. That's I was going to jump in here for that. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> mom and dad. Well done. Yep. Yep. Hen happy anniversary, mom and dad. We just want to make sure, you know. Throw that out there. They're probably still to. watching. There you go. There you go. Jonathan, thank you very much, man, for coming on the show. Ladies and gents, make sure you pick up some of James Jonathan's information. It's funny. My James's middle name is Jonathan. So if I say nice. James Jonathan, now you know why. <laughs> so okay. if you guys need any of Jonathan's information, I'm telling you, he's probably already knows what you're thinking. He's a mind reader. Plus, he's had a, a he doesn't have any screws loose, but he might have a couple nails loose from uh, all the years of, of sending <laughs> sending nails. I'm not the only one cursed with knowledge. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Jonathan, thank you very much for coming on, man. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys manana. Peace out, y'all. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.